You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and it is the most wonderful time of the year. Now, when I say that, if you're in the fitness industry, you know exactly what I mean, because 95% of people are looking to actually achieve some sort of fitness goal this time of the year. But there is a reason why 97% of people actually miss their New Year's goals when they set them. Now, if you have been in the industry for any length of time, then you will know that it's very common for people to set goals and not achieve them. And there might not be a lot of circulating science behind the habits that actually cause people to stick with things. Now, maybe you're a scholar on this and you've read a ton on this, but maybe you're also not and you're somebody that is trying to piece together, how do I ensure not only I reach my goals, but my customers or clients are also reaching theirs because we know retention is all about if people are getting results and sticking with it. And if you don't have a really solid goal setting plan around how to impact habits, then you're going to have a really tough time getting clients and keeping them. Not only that, you're going to have a really tough time achieving your own goals. So today's episode is going to be all about This is why 97% of people actually miss their goals and what to do instead. Before we jump into this topic, there is a really, really important book that I want to reference in our conversations today about it. One of the books that made the biggest impact on me understanding the six sources of influence that are actually always acting upon people, which I'm not going to get into today, but I have talked about this in previous episodes, and we'll make sure to link in the show notes which episodes they were. I talk about the six sources of influence. So this is referenced from a book called Change Anything, and it really dives much deeper into what willpower really is, which is a fabrication of our minds. There's no real thing as willpower. There's only these six sources of influence actually working upon you as you are trying to accomplish your goals. So we're not going to get into that today. We got to get this goal setting process in place first before we can actually tackle looking at those six sources of influence. So there are six steps that I'm going to walk you through. And we're going to start with step number one, when it comes to actually setting goals that you're going to hit. The first one is to define success in each area of your life. 
So a lot of times we set goals and they really do not make us happy. So I'm going to give you guys an example. I set a goal last year of hitting seven figures and being able to give my husband the opportunity to leave oil and gas and to be home with our daughter. And I hit that goal. And it was last year in October that we actually hit that goal. And I have to tell you guys, like in all truth and honesty, ever since that point of like hitting that number, I have been like, I feel a bit lost because not to say that number did not hold what I thought was value for me. Like I thought, okay, if I could really get there, I'm proving myself, right? And I think a lot of the times our goals are actually linked to this inner child stuff we have going on where we actually feel like this goal is going to change something in us, right? I can actually think of a lot of moments that I really thought, okay, if I do this, it sort of changes my worth. It changes how other people will perceive me. You know, it changes all these things. The truth is that when it comes to things that are really going to make an impact in our life, we have to go back to the wheel of life. And when you look at the wheel of life, there are all these different areas in our lives. When we think about our health, our family, our relationships, our friends, our environment, there's all these different areas of the wheel of life. If you've never actually heard of the wheel of life, send me a DM on Instagram at the Ashley Shaw, and I will send you a cheat sheet I have on thinking about these different areas of the wheel of life. Hey, social sellers, I've got something I'm super stoked to get in your hands. First, did you join your company and start reaching out to all your friends and family only to get ghosted over and over? If you've ever had to chase someone down on the internet, you know it's super hard work and it can feel so awkward. And not just awkward for you, but most of the time, the person on the receiving end gets put in an uncomfortable position too. I hate to break it to you, but unless you're a superstar salesperson, right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that way. There's a reason they say you can't be a prophet in your own town. And that's why 99% of social sellers quit. But those 1% made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. No one really seems to talk about it, which is why I decided to lay it all out for you in a brand new, easy to read book called Celebrity Magnetism. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash celebrity magnetism to learn more and see what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called Celebrity Magnetism and break down an entirely different approach that will simplify everything. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash celebrity magnetism. I'm so excited for you to start implementing it and see your business transform. When you look at each of these areas, you want to define success in all of them. So let's say you take your environment and your environment for you to be a 10 out of 10 is waking up on the beach every single day. You rate that, that is your level of success of how you're going to define success in that area of your life, because that's where you feel most alive, being by the water, hearing the, the waves, walking in the sand every morning, like that is a 10 out of 10 for you. So then what you're going to do 
is you're going to rate that area of your life at a 10 based on where you're currently at now. So maybe you live in an apartment, you have no scent of the ocean near you. There's no waves lapping. There are just, you know, people hollering and screaming in the middle of the night. Maybe that's just the reality of where you're at right now. So maybe that area of life for you is a two right now. You're going to go through all of these areas of life, define success, and then give yourself a rank of where you currently sit. So that is going to take a little bit of effort and time. So worth it. Think about all those things. Because really, like that is what is going to be emotionally satisfying for you in those areas, right? I think a lot of the times, like I said, we are trying to heal these issues or traumas that we had as children with hitting high level goals and these performance metrics. And yet that is the only way that you are evaluating your progress year over year. You are going to end up very unhappy and always clawing at like, oh, if I could just get back to that, you know, that one, you know, whatever it is for you, that six figure mark, that 1 million mark. And you will never feel good if you're not there. I know this from personal experience. And this is the way around that to think about those different areas of life, focus on the wheel of life. Now that you've done that, you are going to look at this is step number two, the largest deficits. So let's say the largest deficits are your environment. Let's say you rated that a two out of 10. And the other one might be, let's say, spiritual. You've lost all sense of hope and you really just aren't feeling a lot of motivation and hope towards knowing that this will work. I think like the spiritual side and the confidence side are very tied together. I really do think that, you know, for me at least, when I define my spiritual side being a 10 out of 10, I've had times in my life where. I did not need any proof outside in the external world because I knew in my internal world it had already happened. And it was like I was acting as if it already was. And so that for me is a 10 out of 10 on that spiritual scale to get to that point that I deeply already knew that what I was seeking in life was seeking me and that it was already there. So you want to look at those deficits and really look at the biggest ones and the ones that are going to make the biggest impact. Because I think the biggest mistake we make around goal setting is, especially around the new year, we set all these goals and then we fall off track. And the reason that this is not the way you want to set goals is that we work in 90-day sprints. So trying to attack everything at the beginning of the year is not one, it's not sustainable, but it's not effective either. You have to chunk it down into the things that are going to make the biggest difference and the things that have the biggest deficit. Because what will happen is as you start to fix one or two of those things, it actually, things will start to fix themselves and take care of themselves. Because let's say you fix that spiritual side for yourself and you start believing like, this is going to happen. Like I already know, like it's already here. I can already feel what it's like to make seven figures. It will become so. It is amazing what happens when you already have the belief. You're not constantly fighting yourself of like, is this going to work? Is it not? It's when we sit in that limbo of trying to decide, will it work or will it not? All our energy goes there instead of to actually 
the action behind what we need to do. Figure out those deficits. And then step number three is you're going to pick one to two goals that make the biggest difference. So for me, when I sat down and did this, it was definitely spiritual. There has been a shift I've found where I can't really put my hands around how did I go from having this like deep belief that like it's already happened to, okay, like I feel like I'm in fight or flight mode like much more often than I ever was. Because you can't be creative and be in fight or flight. You really have to get yourself to like calm down and relax to be able to go into that creative space. So for me, that was the number one goal that was going to make the biggest difference. So once you have that determined, then you're going to move on to step number four. So we have that goal. We have already defined the what a 10 out of 10 looks like. Now you're going to do a big old brain dump to get all the ideas out of your head of what you think could actually get you closer to your goal to a 10 out of 10. So this can be done in a bunch of styles of ways. Like you may want to get into, you know, your project management software or whatever. A lot of people also recommend actually doing this with post-it notes. And so you're just writing out all the steps. So for me, for this one, it would be like, okay, I know I need to meditate every day. I know that I need to carve out at least 20 minutes for a workout each and every day. I know that I need to not start off my day jumping into work. I need to actually block off an hour and give myself that time to really get out of my head and just connect with my purpose and what I'm here to do. I need to journal. There's all these things I know that I need to do. So you want to brain dump and get all of those things out. And then step number five is once you have those post-its and you have everything written down, you actually want to start to organize them in which order they need to be done. Because you do not want to just try to start doing everything right away. That's not how this works. When it comes to consistency and building habits, we need to be very intentional about adding small things at a time and not just trying to do everything all at once. That can be very frustrating. It's like if you're coaching somebody and you're like, okay, I want you to track all your food. I want you to eat eight servings of vegetables, even though right now you're eating two. I want you to drink this much water. I want you to get this many workouts in. Like you're just going to crush them. So, like, take a lesson from yourself. Don't crush your own spirits here. Get everything out and put it in a specific order. After you've done that, you're going to move on to step number six, which is actually to automate this into habits. There is a really great book called The Ideal Week by Michael Hyatt. And he has a couple steps in there about your startup and shutdown sequence. And he says that when you can actually automate something, it is very easy to get done. And this is where most of us struggle with our habits is like, we have not automated them. So what he means by this is when you look at a habit like brushing your teeth, do you ever forget to brush your teeth? Well, no, there's a certain sequence of habits that happen before you go to bed. It's the same with washing your face or if you wear makeup, taking off your mascara. You do those things because they are automated and you don't have to think about them. Our minds are really not for remembering 
things. They're more for thinking about things and trying to process things. So the more that you can make this into no thought is necessary and it just happens, the better. So an example of a startup sequence, there could be a startup sequence that you have for work and there could also be a startup sequence that you have for your morning. So for me, in my morning startup sequence, I want to be able to meditate. I want to be able to practice gratitude. I want to be able to get my workout in. So the first step I'm going to take is I'm going to make sure I have the order of which I want to execute on those things and the actual time frame it's going to take for me to accomplish those. So maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's 20 minutes, whatever it is, you're going to have that time interval documented and you're going to know, okay, my startup sequence is going to take me two hours or an hour and a half. For me, unless I'm getting up and doing this before my daughter wakes up, it ain't going to happen. So I know, okay, this is what my morning has to look like. This is the time I have to set my vibrating alarm so I don't wake her up. And this is what that morning needs to look like. And I also have the ability to look at, okay, on that brain dump of all those different things, what do I need to do differently to adjust my habits to make sure that I'm accomplishing those goals? So you might have a startup for your personal life, and then you might have a work startup. This can be extremely effective for some goals that you have around your work and wanting better, let's say, engagement, wanting to find more followers, wanting to post more consistently on social media. There are going to be certain habits you're going to want to build into your day. And then you'll have a, a probably a shutdown sequence with work as well as your personal life to ensure that you are building in and automating all of those habits. I think there's a couple stages of automation. Like I think there is getting conscious about what those things are. And you may still need to have a list of things that you are checking off every day until it becomes automatic for you. And I saw actually, I can't recall the name of the author that posted this, but she said to think about your day in quarters. So you have, you know, four quarters of the day. So if you don't get something done right away, you still have another quarter and then another quarter and then a fourth quarter. Really, this all or nothing mindset is not helping anyone. It's hurting more people than it is doing good. So the other thing I I like to think about when thinking about goals and habits is that You know, the people that are most successful are the ones that self-identify. So if you are somebody that wants to work out, instead of identifying yourself as like, yeah, I try to work out that sort of idea. It's like, no, I work out every day. And you actually do work out every day. You commit to doing something. Maybe it's a 10-minute stretch. But having that identity attached to that goal can be very important in our confidence and deciding level of, oh, am I going to do this or not? No, this is what I do. I work out every day. I just do it. So that is something important to take into account as well. I really hope today's episode was super helpful. This has been for me years of (laughs) research and finding out what works, what doesn't, what actually brings that emotion I'm looking for in goals and what doesn't, what feels empty on the other side. I can tell you that if you do not have goals, you're most likely feeling 
demotivated, uh, not really sure, you know, what you're working towards, overwhelmed. I have felt all of these things. And it always comes down to either I've achieved a goal and I have not reset new goals, or I have just fallen out of habit of referring back to those goals and getting, you know, checking in to see how I'm doing. Now, after you do this first 90-day segment, you're going to want to set it in your calendar to do it again in 90 days. Exact same thing, where you're going to look at those deficits, you're going to decide which area is going to make the biggest difference, and you're going to set another 90-day target. Now, with that brain dump that you've done and putting those things in order, the seventh step for me would be to actually put that in my project management calendar. So getting all those steps lined out, what am I doing uh, or what am I adding this week? What am I adding next week? And slowly rolling this out. It's not a sprint. It really, really is a marathon if you want this stuff to stick. So I hope that you have a ton of great takeaways, a manageable amount that you're going to execute on. And if you found this helpful, you definitely have to check out the masterclass that is coming up in the first week of January. We are going to be breaking down exactly how to translate these concepts and ideas into your marketing strategy so that you can have a massive 2022. But do it in a way that feels manageable, not in something that you're setting all these high goals. And then after the first month, you're like, ah, yeah, that didn't go the way I wanted. So make sure that you check out that link that will be in the show notes as well as the link in my Instagram bio. So check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.